So the Rebbe bases himself on the Rashi, on the Pasuk in Perek Chav Beis, Pasuk Chav Dalet, in the Parsha Mishpatim. So over there, the Pasuk says, Im Kesef Talve, Usually the word Im means if. Uh, if uh, the Pasuk talks to you that you should loan money uh, to the poor person, and don't uh, later on uh, be like a person that uh, demands to be paid to Kenosha, as the pasuk goes on Latila Kenosha. But we know that Kesef Talva Ami, it's not an if, it's not an optional, that if you will, it's a mitzvah. So therefore, Rashi is like this. So, Maitik Rashi be Pirushe in Kesef Talva Ami. So, Rashi quotes. Uh, the words from the Pasuk in Gestal Vazami. And Rashi brings down like this, Rabbi Yishmoel Aimer, this Rabbi Yishmoel said, Kol im ve'im chutz Every time when the Torah says im, it's optional. It's not a mitzvah. It's optional if you want, if, if means, if yes or no. Chutz with the exception of three. Three are not optional. This is one of them. So even though it says im kesef talvesami, if it doesn't mean if you will, but it means it's a mitzvah to kesef talvesami. So, what is Rashi trying to explain over here? Because we know that the gemilas chesed is a mitzvah. It's a uh, positive command. Um, we we'll learn it out, uh, and it's an obligation. Rashi has already said it before uh, that um, there's a mitzvah of gemilas chasodim. So the question is, why does the Torah say here im kesef talva? If, if you shall. So. That would seem like it's something which is optional, which is up to the person. So that's where Rashi explains that the word im in this pasuk is not the normal, as you would translate it, optional, but as it would be in other places. But uh, here, in this context, it means an obligation. So, but this seems to be a little bit out of place. Still, it says the word im. So Rashi says, why are we explaining this? different than usual. So Rashi says we find other places. Rashi brings down that in three places in the Torah, so this is not the only place, so don't be surprised, because in three places in the Torah, im means an obligation. So, which is in a different, besides this possible. What does Rashi bring down? Rashi brings down Tupsukim, rather. He brings down the im mizbach avonim. If you will build a mizbeach, it should be of a mizbeach avonim. There is a mitzvah to build a mizbeach avonim, not im, not if you're going to build a mizbeach avonim. That's in the previous parsha. That's in the parsha's mishpatim that we just learned. Uh, over there, we learned about. I mean, the parsha's uh, Yisrael that we just learned uh, over there. Uh, so, and also the imtakriv minchas bikurim. So this is a pasuk which is written later on in Vayikra, which talks about the shtei that you bring on Shavuos. But the Torah also uses the lotion the im 
makriv. If it's a mitzvah to be makriv. So Rashi brings a proof. So the proof is from these places that uh, there is a mitzvah to uh, do it even though it says him. Okay, so that's the Pashtip Shad and the Rashi. So the Rebbe asks uh, a bunch of questions. Um, the Rebbe says there's many places in the Torah the Torah uses the word im and it doesn't mean optional. And Rashi doesn't explain over there that it's not optional or mandatory. As for example, right in the beginning of the Chumash, when Kayin uh, was very upset that the Abishta did not turn to his mincha, and the Pasuk says there, im tetiv seis. If you're going to do good, Hashem will carry you. So what does it mean, im? The Pasuk doesn't mean that you have a right if, if you will do it. The term is that Cain must make his uh, actions better. So it says the word im, and it means not optional. It means an obligation. Or, or it says in the Pasuk, V'ato im shamoya tishma b'koyli v'goymer. If you will listen, this is the posting in Yisrael earlier. If you're going to listen to my voice, so I mean, if you're going to listen, we have an option not to listen. Or in the portion if you will follow. So why, why is Rashi specifically in our parsha in the end, in the end of Yisrael? Rashi makes the same comment as the Rebbe will explain soon in the portion of Yisrael over here. Rashi has to explain that this im is not optional, but mandatory. But uh, this is something which is already known to us from many different places, that im does not have to be mandatory, because that's many times we find it. And Rashi, number two, the Rebbe says, Rashi makes the emphasis that all ims are optional except of three. So, in other words, Rashi himself says that there's only three places which is not optional. But Rashi himself explains the word im in five different places. Besides these three places that Rabbi Shemuel says, uh, in the Pasuk it says, im koifer yushas olov, which is later on in the Perichafala Pasuk Lamed in Mishpatim. Um, and that's talking about when the ox kills a person, he has to pay uh, koifer. Um, so it says koifer, it says im koifer. It's not optional over there. Rashi says it over there. And also, uh, when the Pasuk said, and it's over there. And Rashi says they're im Rashi says they're clearly that that im is not hanging, which means it's not optional, but it's like im kasef talbe. It's the same as by us. So why did Rashi say only three are mandatory? That's another case. Rashi himself says there, and uh, and then uh, as Rashi says, this means im means asher zemishpotish is lebezik koifer. This is the law. When Bezdi plays Koifer, that's what she says. So that's one place. And also on the Posik, the Im Takriv Minchas Bikurim, 
which Rashi brings down one of the three places, if you're going to offer Mechaz Bekurim. So Rashi says, Im means when you will bring the Mechaz Bekurim, because that's not an option, like Rashi is here. And Rashi brings the Pasuk, Pasuk says, if it will be the Yoyal, when, over there it doesn't mean if the Yoyal is going to be, it means when the Yoyal is going to be. So, the Rebbe says that Rashi himself says in five places that Im is not optional. And over here Rashi says only three places are not optional. Another question the Rebbe asks is why does Rashi also quote from the Pasuk the word Esami? So Rashi is explaining the word Im Kesev Talbot. Why does he have to bring down if you will lend money, which is not an optional, which is a mitzvah? Why does Rashi also say Esami? Why does he have to say my people? And number four, it's known the rule that Rashi doesn't usually bring down the name of the person. He says Rabbi Shmuel over here uh, that it's something which is going to explain something more that a child might have a problem. Rashi says by saying the name of Rabbi Shmuel, so what is it? So that's the question of this Rashi. Now we have a very similar Rashi in the previous Pasuk, which is the Pasuk of Mizbeach Avonim. Okay, the Rashi goes here, if you're going to build the Mizbeach of stones, the Rashi says over there also, uh, if you want to look it up in the Pasuk, uh, that's in uh, over there, in Perichopas Chobbeis, in Pasuk Yisroi, so Rashi brings the statement of Ishmael for the first time. He brings it over there. And he c- continues and he explains and he says, It means when you will build. Because it's an obligation, Rashi says. You must build it of stones. As the Pasuk says, That you have to build whole stones. So it's not optional im mizbachavonim and uh, same thing is Rashi says there when it says im of talva it's also mandatory and Rashi says because the Pesach says that means that there's a mitzvah uh, uh, this is the Pasuk in Rei, that you should uh, give him the loan. So, uh, we have to, uh, uh, and, 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 and so therefore, this is not something which is optional. And same thing is, Im Minchas Bekurim. So this is the Oimer, which is a Chayver says. Basically, Rashi goes through these three places, and he proves on each one of them that it's a Chayver. It's basically saying the same as, in more detail, the way the Rashi says over here, the, 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 the commentary of Ishmael. Basically, that in these three places, which is again, Imizbachavonim, that's the Mizbech, Imkesef Talva, and the Imtakrim Minchas Bikurim. All these three Ims are mandatory, they're not optional. But the Rebbe is going to ask several kashas on the uh, Rashi before. When Rashi says they're all mandatory, he doesn't say the Pasuk. For Minchas uh, Oimer. Uh, By a loan, Rashi says it's a mitzvah to loan. 
over there in the Yisra. You look if you look in the Rashi, you'll see. I just said over there, Rashi says uh, the pasuk says that you should loan. There is a mitzvah to loan. So Rashi proves it. Who says it's a mitzvah? Rashi proves it. Rashi also proves that mizbech avonim you have to build as he brings the pasuk because avonim shleim is You have to build a mizbech. So it means im is not an option, but it's mandatory. But Rashi doesn't explain that minchas Aimer is mandatory. How come it doesn't? It just says that minchas uh, bikurim is a chayva. It doesn't say who says it's a chayva. So how come Rashi doesn't have to say that? So he says halvoy and the mizbech, but he doesn't say about the minchas Aimer. Another question: How come Rashi chooses to prove? What did I something? How come Rashi chooses to prove that Mizbech Avonim is a mandatory from the Pasuk that it says Avonim Shleimus Tivna and not from the previous Pasuk it says Bonisa Shom Mizbech Avonim This Pasuk says before that's an earlier Pasuk in Kisavai in Perik Hay the Pasuk Hay Chavzayin Hay so why is Rashi bring the second pasuk? And number three, why is Rashi bring also over there that it was Rabbi Shmuel that said so? Now I know it's a lot of details here, there, 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 but the Rebbe gives a very interesting explanation that is going to make sense of all these different details as we're going to see in the Rebbe's explanation. So the Rebbe explains. The Rebbe gives you a very, very simple idea over here. What did Rabbi Shmuel say? Rabbi Shmuel says that there's only three times where it's a mandatory. Everywhere else is optional. Rabbi Shmuel wasn't talking about the word im, that im means always optional. That's not what he was talking about. Rabbi Shmuel was talking about only places in the Torah that you could translate it as optional or mandatory so he says, wherever you could translate the words optional or mandatory, it's always translated as optional, with the exception of three places. But of course, in a case where you can't even say that it means optional, it has to mean mandatory, there's a lot more than three, than three cases. This that Rabbi Shmuel said, he was only talking in situations where you can translate it either optional or mandatory. But in places where you don't have a choice, but you have to say that it's mandatory, there's a lot more. Or some places it's just a story. And in some places, even if it's possible, you have two possibilities. In other words, you're talking, when you're talking about a story, something that happened, and you use the word im, if it happened, it doesn't mean optional or mandatory. It doesn't apply there. Sometimes, even when we're talking about an obligation, but you can tell it's obvious that it's not a, it wasn't said as an obligation. So 
Rabbi Shmuel isn't talking about those things. As we'll see, the Rebbe will give you all these cases. When, uh, when we don't need to tell you that it's mandatory, then that's not what Rabbi Shmuel is talking about. There is a lot of different cases that are mandated. Cases which could be perceived as optional, mandatory, he tells you that there's only three which are mandatory. So the, he explains. Let's just say, like the Posik. The Posik talks about by Yosef, he says. He says that the uh, Petifer, the Sris Padre, allowed Yosef to take care of everything. The only thing he doesn't let him, Ki'im, it says, Ki'im Halechem. Only the bread, Asheru Oichel, that he eats. doesn't mean if the bread that it eats. In that story, the word im is relating the story. But only the bread that it eats. Oh, im over there is not optional, not mandatory. We don't have to say that's not the part of the three uh, thing. It doesn't mean over there that it's, um, that it's optional. It's a story. Uh, or if the Parsic says by Matan Torah, when the Torah is saying you can't come close to the mountain, it says im behema imish. Over there it means weather an animal, whether a man, lo yichya. So the Talmud knows already there's words im, doesn't always mean if, doesn't mean optional. It could mean weather as well. There's many, many more times that when you read the contents, that the word of im, that is net, it's not at all, it's not talking about optional or mandatory. It's a totally different meaning. It means only or im im different but so the word im has other meanings that what we know so the same thing is in these sukkim that the Rebbe, some of them the Rebbe quoted before when the Pasuk says to, to Kain haloi im teitiv se'es if you are going to do good So that wasn't uh, Hashem saying to Kayin in a mandatory way that uh, he should better his ways. That wasn't like it, this Abish is telling. Hashem is just explaining to Kayin. The Abish said to Kayin, Why are you upset? The Ebishter didn't turn and didn't accept your mincha. So the Ebishter tells him, imtative says, which means if you want, you have the possibility to make your ways good. So it's not, it's not a command Hashem is telling Cain, go be good now. Of course he needs to be good, but that's not this Pesach over here. That Pesach isn't talking about being good or not. That Pesach is talking about Hashem saying to him, a follow-up. If you'll be good, then you'll, you, everything will be okay. When the Pasuk says, Im Over there, the Torah is not coming to tell you either an obligation to listen to Hashem or not, or when it says, Im The Torah is not coming to tell us over here, oh, you have to listen to Hashem. Because 
we have to listen to Hashem, we know from many places in the Torah, these psukim are only coming as condition. And to say the penalty, the Torah is saying, and the reward, that if you're going to listen to Hashem, then you will be my chosen nation. If you're going to follow the statues, then you'll get the rain, the rain in time. So it's not, we're not talking about whether you have to do something or not. Which means that in this psukim, logic tells you that it's not intending here. We're not giving the command, the obligation. Of course one needs to be good. Of course one needs to listen to Hashem. But the Torah is only saying that it's a condition. It doesn't, it's not connected. You have to, you don't have to. The Torah is just saying to you, your reward will come conditional on your behavior. We're not talking now about that you have to behave or you don't have to behave. That's not the discussion now. Right now we're discussing, we're saying, we're hinging your punishment and your reward based upon your... So things that we know already from before, and the Torah says im, we know that that im is not questionable. That's not the, the command. It's only hinging another condition. But what happens when we're talking about a mitzvah that we don't know from before? So you can't say, to, you can't start off and say to a person, oh, if you're going to do this, then this is what's going to happen to you. I don't know yet that I'm supposed to do it. The word im, by something which has not yet been related that I have to do, we can't say that the im is a, is a condition before we know that there's an obligation, that there's a command. So let's take our posik. It says, im kesef talvez ami. So, you could interpret the posik that the Torah is saying that if you're going to loan the money, so you could interpret that. But still, since there is no clear command until this posik that you got to do gemilas chasodim, you got to act of kindness. So we can't say that the posik is coming to make a condition that if you're going to do this mitzvah, uh, this mitzvah that I told you, when there was never a, there was never a command about it. So Rashi therefore says that this im is an obligation, and that the word im is serves in the language of kasher. It means when you will borrow the money, not like every im im which means whenever we have an option, we can translate the words im optional or mandatory that we always interpret it as optional in this case we're not going to interpret even though we could interpret it as optional whether you sh- that you have to do the mitzvah or maybe you don't have to do the mitzvah it's up to you if you want to do the mitzvah no in this case we're going to tell you when you im kesef when you are going to do these are three places that when you're going to do the mitzvahs, then don't be like one that is uh, kinoisha. And there's also two more psukim in the Torah, which the im is a mandatory. When we talk about im mizbachavonim tasseli, so over there we can't say that it's a condition 
to what it says later on. If you're going to build a mizbeach of stone, don't build them chiseled. In other words, you can't have to have whole stones. So im is going to be if. If, this is the condition. Because we don't have yet an obligation, there's no chiv, we haven't learned yet about an obligation to build a mizbeach. So you can't say, if you're going to build it, you should build it. We don't know you have to build it. The same thing is, we can't say it in the passage of in takrif minchas bekurim. Over there when it says, if you're going, we can't say over there, if you're going to bring the minchas bekurim, because there was no mitzvah of minchas haimer until that point. So you can't make it as a condition to what it says later on, that it must be roasted in fire. So what does it turn out? That in all these three psukim, we have to say that the word im over here is not understood as an option or as a condition, but it means when as an obligation. In these cases where you could interpret it, so now we understand why Rashi, the Pashas Yisra, brings the psukim in which we find that Gemilos Chasodim and Mizbech Vonim are a mandatory. And he doesn't bring this posik that is also an obligation for Milchas Oimer, as, as the Rebbe asked earlier in Siv Beis. Because when the, when the Rashi brings the psukim with regards to Gemilos Chasodim, He's not intending to prove that they're mandatory. But to emphasize and to tell us that these commands by them are said later on. And therefore, we don't know yet about their mitzvah. It's not known to us from the psukim that were said before him, Kesef Talbot, before him, Mizbach So we can't say that him is a condition over there to what he's going to say later on. We have to say kasher. Because as far as Muscham is Avonim, you could make a mistake. Maybe we know it from the Psukim of before. So Rashi says no. Why would you think, why does Rashi only have to say over there we don't know it? But Gemilus Chasodim by Avram, it's already said, oh, so we talk about Gemilus Chasodim. He will teach his children and his family, so maybe you think already there is already a mitzvah. So we could translate the word im, if, because we know already the mitzvah. So Rashi says, no, no, that's not the possible. Already by Yaakov it says, uh, So Rashi is saying, no, no, but those are not the psukim. But by there's no room for that kind of mistake. So that's why Rashi doesn't have to bring the Pasik in which this Shiv is said. So now, finally, the Rebbe says like this. Based on this explanation that Rabbi Shmuel is only talking about when the Pasik could be interpreted as a mandatory or an optional, we also understand why the Pasik, when it says once the yovel will be. What does it mean if? Because by the yovel, well, it's not if it will be the yovel. What does it mean? It comes by itself. It's not optional, Bechlal. So it's not if, if the yovel will be. The yovel comes. So there's also, you can't say 
that it means option or or chayva. There's not doesn't apply. Um, so even though the word im by the yoyvo doesn't apply and it's not part of Rabbi but the meaning of im is also the same as the meaning in im of when, when the yoyvo comes. It's not a question, it's for sure. In other words, whether it comes because the person is obligated, like the mitzvahs, of building the Mizbeach, like lending money, like bringing the Oimer, or like the evil happens by itself. So when Rashi brings the word of Im in the Bikurim, and he says that the word Im is used as key, Kasher, he brings the Pasuk even though it's not part of Rabbi Shmuel. Because over there it's also used in the context of Kasher. But Rashi is not trying to say that they're same obligation. Because in Yehayoyvel doesn't mean obligation. That means it happens. Same thing with Kaifa Yushasolov. It's not Im, which is included in Rabbi Shmuel. But this is the law. But it's not place to say that it's a Chayva. Why? Why can't we say it's an obligation? Because obligation means something which comes under normal and conditions and situations, then you can say that the person is obligated to do a certain thing. But in the case of Koifer, what does it mean? It happens something which happens unusual, and it's on not the normal way that when an ox goes and gores and kills a person, so the law is you have to pay Koifer. So that's why uh, we can't say that this law to be obligated in Koifer is an obligation on the best. In Koifer you should solo. Uh, it's not the same as the case, three cases of Rabbi Yishmael. And that's why it's not included. But, what is the meaning of Im Koifer? That means that it has to, that it's not different than the cases of Rabbi Yishmael. And Rashi says, Im Zayin Etolu, it's like Im Kesef Talmud, Loshen Asher. Of the difficulties... Uh, that the Rebbe brought out before. Actually, the Rebbe is going to add more explanation to some words that Rashi uses over here in the following Oisius to the end of the Sikha. But first, the Rebbe addresses the question that he had. If Rashi is explaining just the meaning of Imkesef Talve, that Im over here means not optional, but when, that it is a choiva, an obligation, that you should loan, Kesev, but Rashi also quotes from the Posik as Ami. Why did Rashi have to bring uh, the words as Ami when he's only basically explaining the words of Im Kesev Tauve? And the Rebbe explains that it is only because a Posik says as Ami, that Rashi quotes, that we talk and know that this Im Kesev is a uh, is a mandatory because if it wasn't talking about as ami, it was talking about even a non-Jew. So then, maybe we could have translated the pasuk of im kesef if you will loan the kesef, but because that would be talking about even of a non-Jew, where there is 
no chayva to do that, to give him the land loan, the money. And that's why Rashi brings down the words Esami, because from Esami we see that you uh, have to say that it is a chayva im over here because there is a mitzvah, as the Pasuk says, Havit Havit Tenut, Rashi quotes. Let's learn inside. Oizai. So now we need to explain the reason that Rashi quotes from the verse also the words the Rebbe explains although the act of kindness of loaning is an actual command, it's a mitzvah, and it's a mandatory, it's an obligation. But we could have still said that this im means optional. That would be, how could we say that this im in the Pasim Kesev is optional when there is a mitzvah? Because if we should say in order for us to explain the word im, because im usually means optional, and here it says im kesef, so in order to explain that, we would say, the Pasik is also including over here alone to a nochri, to an anju, and that is only an option, there's no mitzvah for that. Im kesef talve goimer. That's why it says im kesef talve. Since in this mitzvah, this in this pasuk, we are including the nochri together with the yid. So therefore, for the nochri, there is no mandatory obligation. There's no chayv. There's no mitzvah. Shebe pashtus mashmausurishus. So the simple meaning of im is rishus, and that's why the Torah wrote im because it includes also the nochri. That's why Rashi quotes from the Pesach, also the word Esami. Through quoting this, he rejects this interpretation that the im means optional because it includes a goyim. Rashi himself explains later on, quoting from the Rashi later on, that v'zemashmoi, this is the meaning of the Pasuk Rashi says later on, Im kesef talmib, if you are loaning, when you're loaning the money, as ami So you loan it to a yid, not to a nochri. So specifically, the Pasuk is saying as ami. So that means, What is the discussion? What the Pasuk is talking about is only strictly a loan to a Ben Yisrael. And since a Ben Yisrael, there is a obligation. Therefore, we must say, therefore, that the im that is written over here is a mandatory, an obligation, and not optional. And the Rebbe comes now to answer the other question, why does the Rashi quote the author of this statement, Rabbi Yishmoel, he says that Rabbi Yishmoel says this, and we know that this is only to give us a new insight, which is still could be raised 
So, Amnam, Achrei Kolzer. After all this, Yesh, Adayin Tam Achar, Kidil Halon. There is still another reason. We could say a possibility. Now we know it's talking about a Yid. Seems like it's obvious once we're talking about a Yid, there is a mitzvah for sure. But there is still a possibility, as the Rebbe will explain later on, that we could possibly say that a Yid who needs to come on to a loan, perhaps maybe it should not be such a mitzvah, as the Rebbe will explain. So in order to exclude, reject that kind of interpretation, so, and we can still perhaps say, even if we talk about a yid, that it's an optional, not a mandatory. To reject this, so Rashi's addition is coming, that this was said, Rabbi Shmuel is the one that said it. We cannot say, as this suggested, that Rabbi will suggest later on, that maybe there is not an obligation by a yid, we can't say so because since we are talking about Rabbi Shmuel is one that said it, and according to the view of Rabbi Shmuel, as will be explained as we go on. So now in Oishes, the Rebbe is going to explain that a person that uh, needs a loan, it's very possible that the reason that he is not uh, taken care of uh, by Hashem, that he should be able to be successful without having to come out to loans, that's possibility that maybe uh, the Yid didn't, you know, do the right things, or um, maybe it's not such a mitzvah. And, uh, and, 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 and that's why it's, it's, it's maybe it's a rishus. And therefore the Rebbe quotes from Rabbi, the Rashi quotes Rabbi Shmuel. Because according to Rabbi Shmuel's opinion, he is uh, more with the uh, view that a person needs to act in Parnassi in a normal, natural way, unlike Rabbi Akiva, as the Rebbe is going to quote in a minute. And therefore, it's not such a uh, failure from the person. It's not such a blemish that he needs to say that because he needs to take a loan, maybe he hasn't done things properly. Let's look inside. So... The Rebbe says, the Parshish Hamon, in the portion of the Mon, in the uh, Chumash, Shekvar Lomda Talmud, we learned about it earlier, uh, with the Abishter gave the Mon. So, Mesupar, over there it's related, Shemoshe Rabbeinu Tzibul Ibn Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu instructed Ibn Yisrael. And this means that Ben Chumash Lemikra remembers this and he knows about this. So, what Moshe Rabbeinu told Ibn Yisrael, that they should leave from the mon a oimer full, the measure of an oimer full of the mon that should remain as a mishmeres for a guard for generations to come to have that, preserve that oimer of mon. And what is the purpose of this? So Rashi explains for generations. So Rashi says that in the days of Yirmiya, he was rebuking them, Yirmiya, why the Jews are not occupying themselves in the study of Torah. And they say, the response, the Yidden say to Yirmiya, 
Should we just let our jobs, our work, neglect it, and we should occupy ourselves with Torah? Why are you demanding from us to occupy in Torah? What should we do? Can we really neglect our work and occupy in Torah? So where will we sustain ourselves? Where are we going to get our parnasa? So Yirmiya took out that that small jug that had the mon in it, Amar Lahem Khulu, and he says them, etc. This is how you are your parents sustained themselves. That was their parnasa. There are many agents that Hashem has. Hashem has many agents to prepare food for those who fear Him. So basically, the mon is a reminder. Uh, Yermia reminded them that those who fear Hashem and occupy themselves in Torah don't have to worry. Hashem will provide for them. So the Rebbe says, So it's evident, it seems like it's evident uh, from this commentary, from this Rashi's commentary. That every Jewish man should not occupy himself in worldly matters for his sustenance. A person should occupy himself in Torah. Hashem will provide for him his livelihood. Similar to the monas, the Ebishter gave to the Yidin in the desert, Hashem will provide for him too. Umuvan. So it's understood. So when a person conducts himself, when his conduct is as Torah instructed, which means with a complete and true devotion, gives himself over to Torah and mitzvahs. So then his livelihood, which has been provided to him, which Hashem provides for him, it's a wholesome also, which means in all of his needs. And therefore, and therefore he won't even need a loan. Not only tzedakah won't he no need, he doesn't even need a loan, he's all set. Because Hashem provides for him just as Rashi says, that when you do the will of Hashem, you occupy yourself in Torah Mitzvah, you do it fully, then Hashem takes care of you fully. Similar to the Oich Hamon which didn't have to do anything. Now, but what happens if a person's livelihood is not found completely, in other words, he's lacking, and he requires, he requires a loan, he needs to loan. So then this is actually proofs to us that he did not conduct himself according to the demands of the Torah. So because he didn't fully do what the Torah demands, that's why he's lacking in his parnosa that he needs a loan. But rather that he occupied himself in worldly matters and he put effort into his livelihood 
in a natural way, and that's why in a natural way he has to come onto a loan. But he didn't do it as the Torah expects to totally rely on Hashem. So when we take this in consideration, so one could have possibly said, So that's why maybe we're going to say that even the Pasuk Im should not be interpreted as mandatory, but maybe it's stuck and not an obligation. Hamikayim, because here, who is the one that needs the loan? Is somebody who is not doing things 100% the right way. Because one who does observe, fulfills the commands and the instruction of the Torah, he would not need to come on to a loan. The Pasik isn't talking about him. So therefore, we have to say, that we're talking about a situation, about a person, he's not conducting himself according to the instruction of the Torah, the MK. Okay, so now we're talking about a loan that is given to somebody who is not conducting himself according to the instruction of the Torah. So therefore, Aleph, number one, so first of all, this is not a common occurrence that a Jewish person should conduct himself other than the Torah's instruction. So common, we can't say this is common. In the general order and the way he conducts his life. Uh, and therefore, uh, maybe... Uh, uh, detail of his life could be, but this is not. This is to set up your life to not fully follow the Torah's instruction to rely on Hashem. That we're not going to. That's not common. The Rebbe has already earlier Sivov said that if it's something which is a case a mitzias guilty regila, which is not common, you can't say. Mandatory, so you can't say a mandatory loan because this is not something which happens all the time. Uh, so, therefore, maybe it's him uh, because this happens occasionally. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't happen. So that would be one reason, maybe, that we should not say that the im over here means. Mandatory, maybe it means optional because we're talking about cases which are non, not usual. And number two, base, since he's sinned and he's blemished, etc., because he didn't do properly, maybe we can say, maybe there's no obligation to loan him, maybe it's only optional, etc. So, because of this, we still have an issue. How do we know that if Kesef is a mandatory? Besides every other place, it means optional. 
Why don't we say this is optional too? There's only two exceptions that they matter. Why do we have to make this an exception? Why don't we say that this is also a uh, optional because it's an unusual case and maybe we don't have to give him because he is blemished and that's why the Torah used the word im, if. And lochein, sokderebbe, that's why the answer to not being to say that Rashi introduces Shemaim Rezev, lochein magdim Rashi, Shemaim Rezev, Rabbi Yishmoel, Rashi introduces that this statement was said by Rabbi Yishmoel. And since it's Rabbi Yishmoel, it's hinted by then, and Rabbi Yishmoel will see, according to him, this is not a, a lacking when a person works and deals with the worldly matters in a natural way, unlike it almost appeared from the Rashi from Tzena Samon. Because in the Gemara Baruches in Lamed Heyom at Beis, there is a disagreement between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Shimon Yechoy. Because they interpreting the Pasik says they bring down the Pasik over there, Vasafta de Ganecha, which is in the Vahoyim Shemoy in the Shema. It says, You will gather the grain. So it appears that a person is should be working and gathering the grains in the field, Safta de Ganecha, Vizereshko, Vizarecha. So, Matamud Laimar. So, why is this telling you that you should go ahead and do all these things? So, according to Rabbi Shemuel, he says, Lefish and Nemar, because the Pasik states in Yeshua, Aleph Ches, over there it says, Lo Yomur that this Torah should never remove from your mouth. So that seems to mean all person should constantly be studying. So you might think that the words are actually the way they're written. It means literally. So Talmud Loimar, that's why the Pasik tells us after the Gonecho that you should gather the grain, which means no, doesn't mean literally use the grain. But you have to conduct yourselves in them in the world, in a way of the way of the world, the derech eres, the way of the land, do your work, as he says there, that you know, you uh, learn and you work, you have to do both of them. Divrei Rabbi Yishmael, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yishmael. But Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechoi, he disagrees. He says, can it be a person will plow, etc., and sow and occupy himself? What's going to happen to the Torah? He says, you don't need to uh, work. Hello. How do we reconcile these two psukim of So he says, when you didn't do the will of Hashem, then their work is done through others, then the uh, other people, then they talk, it doesn't have to be after the Gonecha. That's what the Pesach says. But if they don't do what Hashem wants, the will of Hashem, then they got to do the work by themselves. So then you're going to do after the Gonecha if you're not going to do the Tzernishimokim. So that's the Gemara over there. So what do we see according to Rabbi Yishmoel's view? How do you see Rabbi Yishmoel's view? 
According to the view of Rabbi Shmuel, a person needs to occupy himself in worldly matters for his livelihood, which means like he says, you have to conduct in the, in the custom of the land, which means the way of the world. You do it in a normal way. So, that doesn't mean that it's all nature. If Even in such a way, when you're doing things in a natural way and you are spending time also in the world to if you are going to conduct yourself in your occupation, your business matters properly, in other words, you do it in the correct way, by being careful not to do any violations uh, when you're doing business, cheating, stealing, other things, and also you'll still and you'll set up time for studying Torah Hashem will provide for you your necessary uh, livelihood without you needing to come on to alone so that would apply even according to Rabbi Yishmael that the person is working but nevertheless still since he needs to put an effort in his livelihood in natural ways so then it's very easy for a person to stumble in the measure quality or quantity wise how much effort so it's, 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 it's something common that a person will come to a situation that he will need a loan because he may overdo it, and if it's not going to be bishlemus, but it's understood why it's going to be not bishlemus because the person is working in a natural way. So it's obvious that in this kind of a situation, and in something which is as common as this, we know that he stumbled in something which is very difficult to uh, be careful. So, so then there's an obligation, loan him, because the person didn't do anything wrong. According to Rabbi Shmuel, he didn't do anything wrong because it's something very difficult to uh, be careful from. Nimtza, so it turns out, that according to the view of Rabbi Shmuel, we can't say that the word im should be said as an optional, because you're not always obligated, because according to Rabbi Shmuel, we have to say, you have to loan. And that's why Rashi brings this idea that of three places it means mandatory in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, in order to hint to the view of Rabbi Shmuel, which in it lies the uh, proof for this Peter's that we have to say that him of here is a chayva because according to Rabbi Yishmael you will have to make the loan. In Oy's test the Rebbe will explain another uh, hint in the name of Rabbi Yishmael uh, but first he's also going to explain uh, the Loshon uh, Rashi uh, that he uses, he says everywhere that it says Kol Mokim Shenemar Im Vim. Rashi uses both the lotion Im and uh, Vim. Uh, it is always 
uh, an option uh, with the exception of these three places. So let's learn inside. Uh, we could say that the words of Rabbi Shmuel. What does Rabbi Shmuel says? Shmuel says that there is a possibility for him to be a chayva, like the exception in those three cases that he that Rashi mentions over here. Im kesav is a chayva together with the other ones. But we can say that this only applies amurim el shenemar im. It just says im, without a vav. Over there, you can say that it is a chayva. Now, but if it says and im, so which is the vav that vav is a connector. That connects it to what has been said before. Uh, so then, one can argue in the case of it has to be optional. Then it would seem the meaning should be when there is a vav. And if, and if, and if, so first it talks about one thing. And the Vav is telling you, and if you are going to do it different than it said before. So that means, So then it's very much evident, proof, that when it says, that it hinges, it's not an obligation now, and if, and an option, and if this is the case. So in that case, it would make sense that we can't say that it's a chayva. So maybe when Rabbi Shmuel says that im is a chayva, it will apply when it says just im, but not when it says vi im. However, omnom. However, rubam beiz megimul from two of the three exceptions that are go out are not the rule. That mean mandatory, which not optional. So two out of the three, that is in a place where it says vi'im, like vi'im mizbach goimer, or vi'im takriv minchas bikurim. In both of these two other exceptions that mean mandatory, it says and im mizbach and and so muchach, so that's evidence. That even if it says we can still say that it's an obligation. Hello. So whether it says im or it says vim, it's possible that it's a choiva. But the cloud that call. Im, vim shebetoyra is actually rishus, and this becomes the exception. So, the even when it's a vim, could be a chayva. Any word in the Torah that says vim could be a chayva, could be a rishus. Uh, Rabbi Shmuel says that every time, whether it's im vim, but uh, the the. Uh, um, 
exception is these three cases. So, the Rebbe learns now whether Rashi is saying the words kol im ve'im shebetoira. He's not. It's not like he would say kol im and im. In other, in other words, to say anywhere where it says im im, but he specifically is trying to say whether kol im, whether it says im or whether it says vim, it is always a uh, option. Most cases, it's an option. Could be that it's a uh, a mandatory, but in most cases it is an option. But v'zehu shedayik Rashi b'lishoynoi kol im v'im. The Rebbe adds in the parenthesis. Rashi has v'loim b'stapik b'zeh. Rashi doesn't say kol im. He doesn't have to say and im again. He just say kol im. Elamam shech v'loim b'tirvav hamoisiv k'may b'losh narogil kol tzadik v'tzadik. This is not uh, the uh, additional vav and every tzaddik and tzaddik. That second vav, tzaddik, means just any time, in this case, that would mean call im, anytime it says im and im, just to say im im. But no, over here it means the im, call im, otherwise Rashi just says call im. What is the need to add the extra vav? But Rashi ki kavanose bozel loirak lahad gisha bekol mokim chutz megim l'reshusu. Rashi is not just trying to tell us that in all places besides three, it's a reshus. Not trying to tell us just by the im elo, but Rashi is trying to tell us that whether it says lahad gisha bein shenemar im bein shenemar vim, whether it said im or imim bishneim chal o mechadish kloloi. Shall Rabbi Yishmael. In both of them applies the um, rule that it's always a um, and the novelty of the Rabbi Yishmael that chutz mi sholish it means a chayva. So that over here the ve'im is a chayva. Now, the question really is, uh, why actually do we have to say that? Uh, why do we have to say that when it says vim, it also means, I mean, the Rebbe's argument before as vim means and, as a hemshech, so you're making it one way, and if. The Rebbe is going to explain now that the vim mizbach avonim, uh, that the, the cannot be translated that before we said one way, and if mizbachavonim, especially because we follow the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. But first, Rabbi brings down what Rashi brought down before on the pasuk of mizbech adom Rashi lishutosei muchrach Rashi, because Rashi follows his view that he said before. Our Rashi over here, when Rashi says. Call im vim that even when it says vim would normally be a reshus and not a chayva, uh, and but there is an exception, but that rule that also vim uh, is a reshus would be a reshus. Rashi says so based on his lishitose to the interpretation as Rashi has explained the Rashi before, so that we cannot translate. The vim mizbach avonim to be and 
if, even though it says vi'im. The posik mizbeach adomo tasseli goimer. So when the posik says you shall make for me a mizbeach adomo, that precedes the end of the parshas Yisroi. Shalifne posik vi'im mizbachavonim goimer, which is before. Uh, sorry, I mean the same in mishpatim, but the posik before. Before mizbeach avonim goimer. That is talking about the Mizbeach that the Yidin built in the Midbar. Mizbeach Adomo Tasseli. You make me a Mizbeach from Adomo. That was made over there. So maybe Rashi based Pirushim. What does it mean you should make a Mizbeach of Adomo? One of them, Zoktrashi Mechuber Ba Adomo, that the Mizbeach needs to be connected to the ground, which means that you shouldn't build it on top of pillars. So the Mizbeach goes that you built in the desert has to be on the ground, on the Adomo, not on pillars. The Rashi says another interpretation. That they would fill the hollow of the Mizbeach and that was the larger Mizbeach that they brought the Korbonis outside, that was standing outside, and and that Mizbeach Adomo Yosom, so you fill it with earth at the time that they were resting. So now let's see according to these two interpretations whether we can touch the im and if. So the Rebbe is going to say that according to the second interpretation, we could say and if. According to the, the first interpretation, and if doesn't make sense. So therefore, and the Rebbe is going to bring out, since uh, the first interpretation is Rabbi Yishmoel, as the Rebbe will bring out, so that means that according to Rabbi Yishmoel, that's Rashi's first interpretation, so that means that according to Rabbi Yishmoel, vi'im uh, cannot mean and if, and therefore uh, Rashi knows that even though it says vi'im, it means rishus, as we're going to explain. Let's look inside. Hine, lefi pirush habeis, according to the second interpretation in Mizbach Adomo, so then it would be possible to say, it would seem, that the posing that it says, can be learned as a follow up, comes as a follow up to the previous posing. This becomes optional. What would be the meaning? So the posing follows like this. That if you're going to fill the Mizbeach in the Midbar. First we told you, Mizbech Adomo, fill it with earth. But if you're going to fill the Mizbeach in the Midbar. So what kind of stones should you fill it? Don't fill it with cut stones. So we could possibly say, as a follow-up, and then the vi'im could not would not be optional. Avul but according to the first interpretation, 
We cannot say that this Mizbachavonim is a follow-up, like one continuation to the Mizbachadoma. Because we're talking about two separate things, because the subject matter is not the same. When we're talking about if you make the Mizbeach of Avonim, we're talking about. But as opposed to the posik beforehand, we're not talking about Mizbach Adoma, that posik. According to the first meaning, over there we're saying that you have to build it on pillars. And here we're talking about the Mizbech Avonim, what kind of Mizbech you're building. So it doesn't follow. Since this Pirush is the first and the main, because the first one, that means, equals the main. So therefore, Rashi, his view, according to the first one, he has to interpret the meaning, that this is This is something which is a mandatory and a new instruction, high new. We're talking about building a Mizbeach after they go over the Yardin. This doesn't go on the, on the Mizbeach they built in the Midbar. So, this is the reason. In addition to, we're saying before, to meaning of im kesef that the because Rabbi Yishmoel is the one that said it. Uh, according to Rabbi Yishmoel, you should provide the person with the loan. It's a, it's an obligation. It's not a uh, it's not an option because Rabbi Yishmoel says that a person should work with Darachatev, as we said earlier. So this is another reason. In addition. That it's important to the Pirush, to the meaning of im kesev, that it's chayva, that Rashi maybe divrei Rabbi Yishmael b'shem Oimram. Rashi brings the words of Rabbi Yishmael by using the name who said it, Rabbi Yishmael. Also in the parshas Yisroi, in the previous parsha of Yisroi, there in the Rames, Rashi is hinting you because the, the Rebbe, the Rashi brings down Rabbi Yishmael not only. In the parsha's mishpatim, but also in the other parsha, he also brings down uh, Rabbi Yishmael, because to hint that the pirush was Yisroi, that the im is beyachavonim goimer, that when it says im is beyachavonim, that shavaim loy bokeim shechla posik shulfonov, that this im does not follow the previous posik v'chein in yonei rishus alochayva. And therefore, it's not really a optional, but it's mandatory because we can't learn it as a hemshech v'im. So this, how do we know this? Yisboyer bezer. This will be explained. This will be uh, clarified by saying Shabbi Yishmoel Omrei that it's Rabbi Yishmoel who said it. Ki Rabbi Yishmoel who has soiver shemizbeach adomo. Since he is the one Rabbi Shmuel who holds that Mizbech Domo means that you shouldn't build it on top of pillars. And therefore, since Rabbi Shmuel is the first Pirush of Rashi, and he's the according to his view, the view of Rabbi Shmuel, 
it's impossible to explain that etc. That it comes as a follow-up to that, and then it would be that it is and then it would be optional. We can't learn that because it doesn't follow. Because over there he's talking about not building about pillars, and here he's talking about building a mizbeach. Therefore, we have to force to say that this posik is not a follow-up, and it's not talking about the mizbach hanachoshes that they built in the desert. But rather, we're talking about the obligation of making a mizbeach out of stones when they entered into Eretz Yisrael. So basically, the Rebbe explained that when Rashi says kolim vaim, he means to say whether it says im and vaim, vaim. And in all cases, even though that one can argue that vaim is a follow-up to the previous, still it usually can also mean a um, uh, not an option. It could be a chayva as well. Why does Rashi have to say so? Maybe vi'im would be a rishus because it follows the previous. So that is based upon the fact that the, the, though it wouldn't make sense by vi'im mizbachavonim according to the second Taichin Rashi, which is not Rabbi Yishmoel. So second interpretation. Then you can say it's all talking about the mizbeach of the desert and you have an option to make it out of Adoma and then vi'im or you make it out of avonim. But since the first Pidush of Rashi, it is Rabbi Yishmoel, who says that Mizbech Adoma is talking about how the Mizbech should be built not on, it should be built on the ground. And here we're talking about the Mizbech to make a Mizbech, so it must be talking about a different Mizbech, so it's not a follow-up. So we see that we cannot say that the Im has to be an option. We have to be talking about a Chiyuv Chodosh, that the Im is a and now the Rebbe is going to finally address in Yud the uh, question that he had before the Psukim that um, the Pasuk that Rashi brings uh, to uh, make a determination uh, that Mizbeach Avonim is actually an obligation. So the Rebbe asked, why does Rashi bring the Posik Avonim Shleimah Istivne? And he doesn't bring the previous Posik, that there is a Chiyuv to build the Mizbech of Avonim. And the Rebbe is going to explain that if not for that Posik, one can also, uh, the Avonim Shleimah tells us that it has to be made out of stone and not out of bricks. Generally, when you just call something avonim, it could be substituted by bricks. So, and then the posik could also mean optional uh, if you make it of stones as opposed to um, as opposed to bricks, then it has to be gozis. Let's look inside. So, because of that, Rashi is uh, bringing the posik of Avonim Shlemus. Let's look inside. Yud. There's still room to sort of squeeze and to say 
that although it is an obligation to build a mizbech of stone, because and still we can touch the mizbech and if reshusu that it's an option. Well, if you have to build a vona, how could there be an option? Because im noimar, if we shall say she that sometimes when you say stone, uh, that could also mean uh, a brick. Rebbe in the Ha'ore says halachically a brick and, and, uh, and a stone is different, but in Shutu Shemikra, the Rebbe has evidence from other Rashi uh, that uh, even can be included and mean sometimes a brick can also be included. So then, then we could say So then, when you learn an obligation, even if you find elsewhere that it says to make a mizbech of stones, maybe it does not reject, it does not uh, prevent you uh, deny making a mizbech of bricks. Hainu. That would mean, even though it says Avon, we make it. You can make the Mizbech either of stone or of bricks. Then we can look There is room to explain, like all over we're in the Torah, instead of changing it that Im means an obligation, we can say, that it means rishus. And how does it mean? If you're going to build it, actually, literally of stones, and not of the bricks, so then the Torah is telling you, you should not chisel it down. Because here we're talking about the stone over here means the real stone, because when you're saying don't chisel it, only when you actually have, you don't chisel bricks, you chisel stone. You make a gozis over there, you cut it down. But therefore, the im over here would mean if you're building it of real stone, which as opposed to building it of bricks, so there would mean im would be rishos. So that's why Rashi brings his proof for the obligation that you have to make actually a mizbech of stones. From the Pesach, it says, They should be whole stones. Not from the previous Pesach, because the word points that we're actually talking about stones, as opposed to just the posik of Mizbech Avonim. Because when you say a whole stone on the simple level, the pshat level, can only say this if you're talking about a stone which is not humanly manufactured, it's not made by a person. It means it's whole naturally and from the time it was created by Hashem. So that's the Pasik. And since that's the Pasik Rashi brings, so we know we can learn That's from here we know 
the obligation of the Pasig Evan Shleimo means that you have to make it take from real stones. In the simple meaning of the Pasig. Then we have to say, that when it says, it's not an option, but it's an obligation because there is no other option of making it out of Levenim because the Pasik says, and that's why Rashi brings the Pasik. In Aishud Aleph, the Rebbe gives another explanation, a hint why Rashi wants to bring out with the uh, fact that Rabbi Shmuel is the one that said this, to emphasize that uh, even though Rabbi Yishmoel will always um, go with the choice that things are optional, as we see in many places when there is no decision whether it's a option or it's mandatory, Rabbi Shmuel also chooses optional. But in this case, even Rabbi Yishmoel will have to say that the im that could be translated both ways needs to be translated the im that it means mandatory because we have clear evidence. Let's see inside. Yud Aleph. An additional reason why Rashi brings the words of Rabbi Shmuel by saying the one who said it, that Rabbi Shmuel is the one that said it. Because Matsino plukta begamore. We find a argument in the Gemara between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva in many, many cases whether they should be learned as optional or as mandatory about the halachas of the Torah not talking about him but we're talking about different uh, mitzvahs of the Torah whether they are rishus or they're mandatory so that means so that means that if there is matters in which there is no clear, there's no decision, uh, what, how to interpret it, whether the Torah means an option or the Torah means mandatory, what is Rabbi Shmuel's view? That we always should explain it as an optional. But Rabbi Akiva's view, that they're mandatory. So, how does Vedivre Rabbi Shmuel bin Yonenu, and the words of Rabbi Shmuel in our matter also, which he says, Shakol im ve'im reshus chutz mi'gimul chumo. So this idea that every time im ve'im means optional, besides three, masimim l'shitosik. So they fit his view. Shabi'im ein hechra tzorich loymar shuhu reshus. That in a place where you can say both, im could be... Uh, either mandatory or optional, he will choose the one Rishos. So that fits with Kolim Ve'im Rishos, with the exception of three places in which uh, there, is no, uh, there is no choice. Therefore, any time it says Im or Im or Ve'im, even if there is a possibility to say that's mandatory, Pirusha Rishos, it always means optional. But may move on. So therefore, we can also understand on the other hand, uh, why do we change those three? Sheelu hagimul hayotzim in aklal that these three who are the exception of the rule. Yesh b'meichocha berura hamachricha. There is a very clear proof which forces us lefarish esayim shabem shuchayva to explain that the im is mandatory because otherwise this goes against the general 
idea of Rabbi Yishmael. So Rashi brings down, this is also additional reason, Rashi brings this saying, this statement in the name of Rabbi Yishmael. is in order to hint to us that in these three places there is an absolute proof we are forced absolutely to interpret that it is a chayva. Why? Sharegam Rabbi Yishmoel. Because here you see that the same Rabbi Yishmoel Shebuchol Mokim. She'en Bahech Resoiva She'en El Rishus. Wherever there is no decision, he will hold it's an option. So even the same Rabbi Yishmoel, Soiver Kanshu Chayva, he holds that it's uh, mandatory. So you see Rabbi Yishmoel must be mandatory in this case. As Rashi proves from the verses, that if we're forced to say that these matters, these three matters are mandatory and not optional. In Oisud Beis, the Rebbe explains and the Rebbe will explain the root of Rabbi Yishmoel being on a level of a koyin, and a koyin gadol, he was a tzaddik, versus Rabbi Akiva, which was a bal teshuva. Uh, he started at the age of 40, was a ben gadim, and the uh, different of approach uh, that specifically Rabbi Yeshua, who is in the level of a tzaddik, he, con- he usually, when there is no decision, he says, Rishus. But Masha'enkin Rabbi Akiva, from the perspective, Balchuva has to be Choyva. Let's look inside. So, This disagreement between when we're talking about a verse that has no decision. Shall we explain it as optional, as mandatory? It's based on the difference in between the two types of service, the service of Rabbi Yishmoel and the service of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yishmoel Hayekoyen, parenthesis God, there's two, uh, two uh, opinions, two sources, but different sources, according to some was a coin, or maybe even a coin God, whether it was the Yishmoel coin God or somebody else, the Rabbi deals with this in the Haaris. In Yonishal Koyen, but what is a coin? Is Hushimitzatul Dosoi, that it is from his. Birth, bitive, that's his nature. Kodishhu Lelikov, he is holy to Hashem. He's been sanctified to Hashem. Which means that the style of his service is a service of tzaddikim. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva Ben Gidim, he was a son of converts. He started to study Torah when he was already the age of 40. Umizes, from this we see, that his type of service was in the, uh, in the line of, 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 of a Baal Tshuva. Uh, in the line of Tshuva. So the Rebbe brings down that you do a Torah Sarava Magid Mezrich, it's known the teaching of the Magid of Mezrich, Almaimer Azal, and the saying of our sage of blessed memory. So, but there they say, person shouldn't say, oh, it's impossible for me to eat chazir meat. That's not the way. Don't say that you don't like it, you can't stand it. You person should say, I like to, 
I am able to eat the basar chazir, but what can I do? My father in heaven decreed upon me I shouldn't eat it. That's the right way. But the Magid stipulates, and he says, that this needs to be said by a person who never sinned. He has to say this in a, such a way that I like it, but I'm still not going to do it because Hashem told me not to do it. But one who is a returnee, since he was turning towards bad, he is likely, he can go towards the Ram. For him, it is more possible having a connection to Ra. He shouldn't say that I could, but I like it. But he should say, He says, no, I can't say, it's impossible for me. I can't touch this. Not that I can touch it. Hashem says, no, but I don't like it. The similar idea is also when it comes to matters of option and mandatory. So it makes a difference of who we are talking about. When we are dealing about a tzaddik, a righteous person, which naturally by him is totally unacceptable. Anything which is opposite of Kedusha. It's mufrach. It's not something that he at all has any connection. So for him, it's sufficient that he's going to serve the Ebrister with other matters. So he doesn't have to dafke, sort out and refine the matters that have no decision he doesn't have to do by him. He can, he can live with it being a Rishus. So when the Torah doesn't tell you what it is, he doesn't have to do that. It's not a must for him. He can be doing enough with other things. And this thing, if the, you're not clearly, if it's a Rishus or a Chayver Abi Shmuel, the level of a Tzadik says, Rishus, don't have to do it. But the Rebbe adds in the parenthesis, that the Rishus, even if it's only on level of Rishus, because he's a tzaddik korav shiasenu, it's likely that he's going to do it. Why? Shaharei tzaddiku. That he's a tzaddik. Because even though it's optional, but since it ain't hechra, it's possible to be a chayva. And if you're a tzaddik, something which you're not sure, you're probably going to do it anyways, because you're a tzaddik. Masha'enken about tshuva, but as opposed to about who requires more alacrity, alacrity, and you need to be more careful. If you read normally one page, you are required to study two pages in order to make up to do tshuva. Then he says, well, you have to do it it's mandatory. You can't leave it option. Rabbi Shmuel's who services the service Sadiqim, that if it's a place where there's no decision, it's optional. Good enough. As opposed to Rabbi Kiva, whose service was in the 
line of Teshuvah, he holds that it's mandatory and you have to do it. And the Rebbe concludes in Ayesud Gimel, From here is a very clear answer to those who ask and those who are surprised. As it relates to the revelation of the teaching of Hasidus in our generation. And they're asking and they're wondering, is our generation any more better? Are we uh, more uh, fit to receive Teres Hasidus? The answer is, for the contrary, specifically in these times, because of the darkness which is doubled and quadrupled, which is in these generations, these times, we have a need for more strengthening, and to be given specific powers and energies so that we can withstand against anyone that is starting to hold us back. Through our service and spreading the wellsprings outside, the master will come, this is the king Mashiach, this is very soon,